What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Trail Tales, episode number 64. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am your host. I am a thru-hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with another thru-hiker, another peak bagger, or another hiking nerd like myself. And this week's guest, she is definitely a thru-hiker. She's definitely a peak bagger, and She is definitely a hiking nerd. Her name is Arlette Lawn. She is an absolute legend in the White Mountains. If you hike in the Whites a lot, you've probably already heard of her. And if you haven't, wait till you hear about some of the stuff she's done. It's it's just insane. It's awesome. And I'm very thankful that I got to talk to her. So Arlette, when you hear this, thank you so, so much. And I would love to do another episode soon. Real quick, before we get into the conversation, I just got to say a couple things. First of all, Instagram, at TrailTalesPod. Go follow the show on Instagram. In my personal Instagram, I always forget to plug this, but at uh, KyleHatesHiking, the same name as my YouTube channel, which you should also go check out. Link to that in the show notes. Um, TrailTales on Facebook, go check that out. And TrailTalesPod.com, if this is your first time listening and you want to go listen to more go to trailtalespod.com i always forget to plug the website as well now if you want to help support the show if you listen every single week there's a couple ways you can do that first of all five star itunes reviews a lot of you guys know i love the the five star itunes reviews and i read them out loud during episode intros which is what i'm gonna do right now honestly it's been so long now i can't even remember the one i left off on so i might have read this one already but it's really short so i'm just gonna do it again just to be sure This one says, love this podcast, can relate to everyone. Well, whoever wrote that, you must have done a lot of hiking if you can relate to every single episode, but that's awesome. This next one says, one of the best hiking podcasts out there. That is awesome. I really appreciate that. Enjoy the podcast a lot. Crazy how much you improved as a host since the first episode. Well, (laughs) definitely have improved a little bit, I would say. It would be great if you could do an episode on the Pemi Loop and the Whites, maybe bring back Syntax for that episode. Keep it up, man. Thank you so much for that review. I would love to do an episode on the Pemi Loop. I would love to do a third episode with Syntax as well, so maybe I'll have to make that happen. With that said, if you've left a five-star iTunes review and that's just not enough support for you, you want to help support even more, there's another way you can do that and even cooler way to support the show and that is patreon patreon.com slash trail tales every month you'll get a bonus episode a blooper reel and access to a video chat with myself and some other hiking nerds just like yourself we just started doing the video chats last month it's honestly so much fun and i'm already really stoked for uh for this this month's chat yeah it's gonna be great shout out to kirk who is my latest patreon supporter Please, guys, if you've listened this far into the introduction, if you're really this much of a hiking nerd, then uh, at least consider it. Go poke around. Five bucks a month, not that much. The, the price of a very expensive coffee or the price of a very, very cheap mountain house meal. So, yeah, patreon.com slash trailtales. With that said, let's do it. Let's get into the episode. I think I plugged everything there that I need to plug. Arlette Lawn. I don't even know, like usually I'll say like Appalachian Trail class of or like whatever, but she's done so much stuff. I'm just going to say her name, Arlette Lawn, White Mountain Legend. That's better. Yeah, I like that. Let's do it. Arlette Lawn, how's it going? Thanks so much for taking the time today. This is cool. You're welcome. How's it going? It's going well. It's going pretty good. We got a ton of snow last night here in Burlington, Vermont. Are you, you're, you're, you're over in a... I'm in Lowell, Mass. Okay, okay. I knew it was somewhere over there. Um, did you guys get as much? I know it was supposed to be a little bit more like north, northwestern, I think, but um, yeah. We just got kind of cruddy weather. We had lots of rain mm-hmm. yesterday, but, uh, but my husband's up in the mountains and he said it was snowing on him, so nice. yeah, good stuff. Nice, nice. Well, <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. You are a very highly requested guest. I've had for like a couple months now, like people reaching out and saying that I should have you on the podcast. Um, Mike, Mike recommended you, first of all. That's how I first heard of you. And then, like I said, I've had a number of people recommend you since then. A lot of people that listen to the show are White Mountain hikers. A lot of people frequent the the uh, yeah the whites and and live in you know the New England area not everybody but a lot of people and it's honestly been a long time since I've talked about the whites on this show so I'm due and I think you are the perfect guest for this because you've done 
some pretty crazy stuff in the whites, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, um, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, just say, yeah, who you are, what you've hiked, all of that stuff. What I've hiked? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> as much as you can fit right. into, <laughs> you know, I know you've um, done a lot. All right. So, uh, well, I'm Arlette, and I am originally from Holland and moved over um, to the States in 99, have been there um, basically on and off most of, most, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, I've been here since 99. And uh, started through hiking basically in 2002 with a shorter hike, the um, John Muir Trail, because I wanted to do the Pacific Crest Trail mm-hmm. and wanted to figure out um, if I actually liked hiking for more than a couple days in a row. <laughs> um, so, um, so did that in 2002, and uh, then I did the PC the Pacific Crest Trail in 03, then I did the um, Continental Divide Trail in 04, then I did the um, Appalachian Trail in 05, and um, then I wandered around for a little bit and uh, tried to figure out my life, never really got it together, and just kept through hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's a, a little list of long distance hikes. Um, Arizona Trail, Grand Enchantment Trail, Florida Trail. <laughs> so casually, trail. just, yeah, this trail, this trail, hey this trail. Hey, <laughs> and there's all kinds of stuff. And um, so I met my husband in 07 um, when I was doing a section hike of the Pacific Crest Trail to prepare for the Pacific Northwest Trail. And he lived um, in Tingsboro, Mass., so um, that's how I ended up um, in um, Lowell, Mass, um, because I moved over here to be with him. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of funny because when I did the Appalachian Trail and hit the whites, I did not like the whites because they were so hard. Interesting. And uh, when I had done, you know, when you're on the on the PCT or the CDT and you hit like that you know, I, I did a northbound on the AT, so you're in, you're you know you're in good shape when you you're in that however month you know, uh, and and on the on the PCT and the CDT you're at that point you're doing big miles because you are in good shape and the trails were a little easier and here you you're supposed to be in good shape and do big miles and you hit the whites and you're suddenly like oh mm. okay now yep. I'm I'm not doing easy twenties anymore. I'm down to 15s, and I'm tired, and this is hard. I don't like this. Um, So it's kind of funny that now I spend so much time hiking in the whites. That's the... No, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say, that's kind of interesting that you didn't... I mean, it makes sense that you you didn't like being slowed down by the whites, but from my experience, um, you know, having hiked the AT as well, and just from talking to other people who who have through-hiked the AT, it seems like the whites are generally speaking the like favorite section of the trail so i just think that's kind of an interesting perspective and of course it's it's kind of funny how it came full circle your first time there you weren't super crazy about it and then as we're going to talk about in just a few minutes now like you're just freaking crushing it there so i think that's so funny yeah it's it's interesting i think i was just tired too you know i did Mm -hmm. like that was my third year of doing a through hike and uh yeah i think i was just a little worn out um, because, you know, obviously the views were, were amazing and I obviously did appreciate that. It was just like, I just wanted easy walking yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't yeah, easy. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, so it's interesting to, to look back and, and now like I'm a better hiker now in the whites than I was when I was a through hiker. Mm-hmm. Like you're more, you know, you get used to the rock, so you're more nimble and, um, it's very interesting. It's a different type of hiking. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious to have you elaborate a little bit more on why you've kind of came back to the white. So I get the moving to be with your husband thing. Um, uh-huh. Is that the like sole reason that you're still here, or that you that you came here? Because just you know, you've hiked so much in so many different places. I'm, I'm curious to hear if there's anything more, like any any other reason why you were drawn back to the whites specifically over like all these other areas that you've hiked in. Um, 
Well, it is because we both have our businesses here, so we can't really move. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is also, um, just to keep it interesting, you know, there's so many different things that you can do, uh, to, you know, to keep it interesting, like with the, you know, doing the redlining and stuff. So it's, 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 somebody asked me that before in a job interview, it's like, don't you get like bored with the white? <laughs> and I'm like, eh, no, because like with the, with the redlining, you know, um, there's so many different places in the whites to explore that you can kind of pick and choose what kind of experience you want to have. Yeah. You know, and then like with, um, with like this last summer, like you can, you can come up with projects that, that push you and that give you a whole nother, you know, experience again, like, you know, Oh, let's, let's do it. Let's do the deertissima. Let's, let's try to do all the peaks in nine days with all your food and let's make it a hard challenge. And, um, so, so that keeps it interesting for me. And like, and again, with the, with the redlining too, like I've been discovering so many, uh, corners of the whites that are quiet and wild and different and, and really, yeah, really pretty. Um, so even though I like, I love like West Coast trails where you can actually walk versus scramble, mm -hmm. um, it is still interesting, um, enough for me to, still enjoy it i just pick and choose what i feel like for that day do i want to do you know peaks and and uh and ridges or do i want to go and explore something new so um so yeah so i still enjoy it um definitely makes sense um why don't you why don't you elaborate a little bit more on what you've done like in the whites specifically because I, I know about the diuretismas or mm -hmm. dear, I don't, I don't even know. That's such a weird word, but um, I don't pronunciation. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I know about those. Um, I want to hear. We're gonna talk about those in in just a second. But mm. yeah, what else? Um, what's your, what's your? I feel like such a, a douche, but saying this, but what's your White Mountain specific resume, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Um, well, so uh, I guess I started with the forty eight. You know, uh. When I had, I, I was never a peak bagger, so I wasn't all that interested in like, oh, the 48, like mm -hmm. whatever. You know, I was one of those like, oh, whatever, lists and peak bagging, <laughs> whatever. I'm a long distance hiker. Um, but, uh, it's kind of like now that I'm, I'm doing some of this, it's kind of fun. You know, it gives you a little, little goal and it's kind of fun to take them off. And, uh, I usually like to finish or start lists when I'm already like a long, long ways into them. So it's not like this big daunting task. It's yeah, like, Oh, yeah. I've already done this many peaks. <laughs> Might as well do these other ones. So I did the 48 over, you know, a few years. And, um, uh, uh, when I figured out that I had a, a, a few peaks left, I looked at the maps like, Oh, how can I make this into like a section hike kind of thing? Or like, you know, so at one point, I think in June, a couple years ago, I did, uh, uh, I just made like up this weird route to connect all the peaks that I still needed. Yep. Um, and, uh, so that was kind of fun. Like I, I made it into a backpacking trip because I do like backpacking better than day hiking, except mm -hmm. for winter. Um, and, uh, but we'll get into that later. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Stoked. um, yeah, so did that. Um, then I did the 67 because we hiked the long trail and we picked up some peaks while we were doing the long trail and picked up some of the 100 highest peaks while we were doing the long trail. So, And then my husband wanted to finish his winter 100 highest, so I went with him for several peaks and uh, picked up a few peaks that way. And so then it was one of those, like, well, might as well do the other peaks too. So I finished <laughs> the 100 highest. Uh, then last year we did a single season winter 48 uh, because I said I was never going to do the winter 48 because winter just wasn't my thing and it's so hard and so cold but my husband really loves winter hiking so I was like okay well if we're gonna do it might as well just do them all in one season so I get it over with <laughs> as quickly as possible that's so funny <laughs> doesn't make any sense um <laughs> so that's what we did last winter um we started in December and then we went to Europe for two months and then we finished most of them all in in March um you know to make it easy um um, so I think that's the, oh yeah, and then I'm doing the redlining, which I looked it up, but I'm at 76% for nice. the redlining. Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then randomly the gridding, but I don't think I'll finish that. I'm like halfway for the gridding. <laughs> but I have all the crappy months left, like, you know, April and yeah. May and February and I don't know. That, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? That's right. And then, of course, the, the diuretissimas. Yep. You've done, how many, have you done two, more than two? Um, I guess if you count the winter one, three. Three? Okay, which is insane i mean first of all you you would you probably know this better than i would obviously better than i would um there's only a handful of people that have even like done diuretissimas right like this the number's yeah. not that high do you know what the number is off the top of your head i don't know is it just like is it 13 I'm not uh, yeah i feel sure. like it's yeah like low teens or something like that yeah which is which is pretty incredible and you've done it three times um is, to your knowledge is there anybody who's ever done it more than three times no which is awesome. That's I'm not, I don't think so. Just Rich and I. Yeah, which is which is so cool. Um, and then the winter one you just finished pretty recently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I I kind of want to I kind of want to like get into that. Um, actually no, we should let's go. Okay, so so <laughs> let's go through the 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 other two before the winter one first of all. Uh-huh. So can you just kind of uh, talk about those a little bit? You know what were you uh, you, you were obviously you know, experienced in the whites going into it. So you knew the peaks and the trails and stuff, but, um, tackling them all at once is like a whole different beast. So I kind of, I'm trying to come up with like a specific question, but I I almost just want to hear you like, hear what you have to say about like the first, uh, the first two times before like the weather, uh, was cold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one, I actually wasn't all that experienced in the whites yet. And I hadn't hiked all of the trails, um, that were part of the route. And I actually hadn't completed my 48 yet. Um, so, uh, but I, I had read about a couple that was it, that had attempted it and they had failed. And, um, then I, you know, I read some about it. It's like, oh, that sounds like an interesting thing to do. Mm-hmm. And oh, you, you only have to average like 25 miles a day to do it in 10 days. And, uh, only uh, 25 I, I, miles yeah, a day. No, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, no, that's what I thought. Right. And, uh, like that, that totally came back to haunt me <laughs> because, uh, 25 miles in the whites on that itinerary is really challenging. Oh yeah, big time. Um, so yeah, that totally was like, I, I was totally underestimating the whole project. And uh, I had just gone to the Sierra, so it was in decent shape. Um, and because uh, I'm not really a good climber at all, I'm really slow on the uphills. Uh, but usually when I, you know, I, I did a section of the John Muir Trail and I pushed myself, so I was in decent shape. Um, so I set out and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it in 10 days. No problem. Um, but I wasn't as experienced yet. So like on day two or three, whatever, there was like I was on Franconia Ridge and it was like super foggy. And I'm like this. I don't I didn't feel safe to keep going. So I did a shorter day and then you're behind. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm, I wasn't I just and I got I took wrong turns. So, so were you going for the, the record on this I first going- attempt? Uh, the first attempt, uh, so I guess, uh, uh, Matt's rowing had done a ride up and he had done it in 10 days mm-hmm. or, or maybe over 10 days. So I, I wanted to do it in 10 days and it wasn't really, I wasn't really in, in a, uh, I did want to beat that time because I thought that I could do that. Yep. Um, and, uh, but I wasn't really concerned with like fastest known times or whatever. It was right, just kind right. of a, a challenge for sure, myself. Sure. I got you. And, and I wanted to see if I had like, um, willpower, you know, cause I was, I have, you know, I have Anish as one of my friends and, and, um, I read about Jen Far Davis's, you know, AT thing. And I was like, oh, these, these women, they're like, they're, they have so much grit. Like they dig so deep. I wonder if I have that in me, but mm-hmm. like I would, I know I'm not fast. So it doesn't make any sense for me to try any of those big things. So it was like, oh, just as a little for myself, like, do I have, do I have that in me? Yeah. And so uh, this trip definitely had me dig deep. Uh, and I was very bummed out that I did not make it into 10 days. I made it and it took me almost 12 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I took a couple of wrong turns, had to backtrack because I, I didn't know the trails all that well. Um, so that was very interesting. And, um, but it's one of those things that you're like, well, I set out to do it in 10 days and I didn't do it. And, uh, everybody I mean, 12 was congr- days is still pretty fucking impressive. Like, it's, it, it, it's, <laughs> and it was still really hard. And I'm mean, like, I was really, really exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I tried again a couple years later 
And, uh, but I wasn't in good enough shape to keep going. Like I was kind of nauseous on the uphills because I was, I was just pushing too hard. And, and I remembered very well how hard it was. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do this again. So, um, I bailed like on day three or something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this again. Mm -hmm. Um, but then this summer, I guess, well, and then with Philip was doing some and, uh, and, and so there's a little bit more like, People were starting to get into it, and then there was some other women that were starting to get into it. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should try to set a harder time to beat. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, well, they can beat me easily with the 12 days. Uh, so, but I know I can do it faster because I knew where I'd, I'd screwed up in the first time. And, um, and I'm, I'm lighter weight now with my gear. And I knew that I wasn't going to cook. Like the first time I tried to cook, I'm like, there's no, no time to cook if you yeah, want to set a good yeah. time. So, so I'd learned a bunch and I was like, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to try for 10 days this time. And I'm at least make it harder for other people to, to beat me basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, so that's what, that was this summer. And, uh, um, we had just, and my husband had done one because we had just gone to, um, the Pacific Northwest to finish the Pacific Northwest trail. So we were in decent shape and, um, uh, we flew back and he, he set out on, on to do one and he did it in nine days and something. And, um, and, then I was, <laughs> so uh, crazy. and, uh, yeah. So then I was like, all right, well, the, uh, he's like, well, the weather looks good now. You should go and try. And I'm like, okay. So, um, so I got my gear together and I, I did it again and, and I, uh, surprised myself by doing it under nine days. Cause I didn't think I could do that with my uphill. So speed. incredible. So, but yeah, the, it was interesting. Definitely. It was interesting. That's such a, <laughs> I love how you just sum all of that like incredible stuff up into Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um so I kinda wanna like take a step aside from your diartisma experiences for just a second. This is this is a question that I actually was going to ask Philip way back when he was on the show a couple times, but um we just didn't have time for it. What is like the the like, I mean, you're not going to describe every single trail, obviously, but like the rough like route people take for the diartism. Actually, actually, first of all, is there like just one route that pretty much everybody does? Like, is there some leeway? Like, have people done it in different ways? Because my understanding is it's just hitting all of the peaks in one shot. So I guess I There's... I could see maybe, you know, people taking different, slightly different routes. Is that a thing? Yeah, there's definitely different ways of doing it. Um there are a lot of similarities, uh, but, um, well, first of all, a lot of people either start at, uh, Musalak or they start at Cabot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can, you can choose your direction. Yep. Um, and, um, then, uh, like I know that Andrew Drummond did his with a lot more out and backs, um, cause he'd done one, but he's a trail runner. So he tried to do as many out and backs as yeah. possible. Like, uh, drop the big pack and then run up the peak. Um, for, um, so that's an option. Uh, there is an option to include more or less bushwhacks. Like you can bushwhack uh, down Owl's Head. Uh, I think Lincoln Slide is one. I've never done that. Um, so there's some options with that as well. Um, and uh, I know like Bill Tidd, who actually has the fastest known time for the uh, men, he did a whole different thing, but he doesn't call his a diratissima, but it is the fastest way unsupported, um, to, um, uh, get all the 48. Okay. And I think he started at, at Passaconaway and then he roadwalked from, I believe, Greeley Pond Trailhead all the way to Waterville. Wow. <laughs> no, not Water, not, not Waterville, Moose to the Moose. Okay. I was going to say, he must have been like uh, roadwalking on the interstate it, then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no. So yeah, from, I think from Greeley Ponds to Moose and then, uh, did Moose and then like, uh, he bushwhacked from the Hancocks to Kerrigan, which sound, sounded gnarly. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he did, he did, it's, and he did a ton of research. It's like, it was interesting to read his like longer trip report. And that, that to me didn't make, I mean, I, he, he did an anal uh, analysis of what would be the fastest. Mm. And, uh, and, and for me, it was more like, uh, I like to make it in a 
cleanest way, most direct backpacking way with as little out and back as possible. Um, the out and backs are nice when, you know, uh, if they're in there, there's like built it, didn't want to drop his pack mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, I believe like for the little out and backs, you can drop your pack. I mean, that's to me is still unsupported. Yeah. Uh, but for the, for the route, uh, I, I wanted to actually do as little out and back as possible because for me with the speed, it doesn't even make that much difference because I'm just not that fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am on the downhill. I won't lie. I'm on the downhill. I can be pretty fast, but on the up, it doesn't really all that matter all that much. And my backpack, you know, towards the uh, latter half was so light that it really didn't matter all yeah, that much. Yeah. Um, but so th- there's th- that's really the main um, variances is do you include bushwhacks and do you go do you start at Cabot or do you start at um, uh, Moose I gotcha, I gotcha. And then how um, about, so yeah. for your three different uh, diuretis- diuretissimas, uh that's gonna trip me up this whole episode um did you have any variance in your route for each one or did you have the same route uh all three times um so the winter one was definitely very different um the uh the summer ones i wanted to include a bushwhack in it on the second one but i hadn't done that bushwhack down owl's head before and i happened to be there in the dark so i'm like yeah you know what i'll just stick with the trail uh because bushwhacking a new route in the dark uh, not so exciting (laughs) i mean maybe 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 too exciting um so um i was like you know what nah i'll just stick with the um so i think i basically did the same thing except for the road walk at the end Mm because uh, I took a longer route the first time because I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Um, so I, I, whatever. So I found out the fastest way to do it on the second which, um, one. Which and, one did you um, start with? Like what direction-ish did you go? I, I started both on Moose and ended on Cabot. I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Damn, that's so crazy. Like, I would like to do a diuretissima one of these days. Not Probably not go for like the record or anything like that. I'd probably freaking die but just 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 to kind of tie them all together because you know i've, I've done the 48 and i've done a decent yep. amount of just like other trails besides uh just just the, the four thousand footers and stuff and i think it would just be cool to kind yep. of tie it all together like that no it's fun it's fun and you get really kind of more of a um uh, an idea of the lay of the land yeah, you know? like yeah. when you're just do your single peaks you don't always know it's like oh where's that peak where's that peak but if you connect them all on the foot that kind of you know puts that more into your memories like oh this is where that mm-hmm. one is and this is where that one is and you get to uh, experience some of the lesser known trails too like shoal pond trail or don't maybe that is i don't know that to me i hadn't hiked that before so that was kind of fun um so it's that and sawyer pond trail and um uh it's kind of fun um but yeah i mean it would be more fun if you do it you know either self-supported where you don't carry all that food uh, or, or, and, and, you know, take maybe like two and a half weeks or something. That yeah. I think fun. that's probably the way I would do it. I would, yeah. I would do it a little bit more casually. It's like what? 200 and change miles. Yeah, I think 250. Okay. That's more than, I, that, that, that's sure. like close to the distance of the long trail, honestly. Damn. So yeah, probably like a two and a half to three, maybe. Yeah. Like two and a half week thing would be, yeah. would be cool. And maybe yeah. work in a couple resupplies in there somehow. It's yeah. town day or something. I don't know. I'm taking yeah. a little bit more like a through hike almost than like an FKT. Yeah. yeah. And that would be, that, and then it's kind of, then it would be fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <And> then, <you laughs> then it would be like, fun. Yeah. You can like sleep every night for as long as you want and stuff. Uh, and so play with my camera and take photos and stuff. Yeah. So, um, take me back to that, the, the second summer one where you set the, uh, where you set the record, um, just to be clear, I think I you, you probably mentioned this earlier. I I think I missed it. Was that the uh like overall self-supported record? No, it's the women's unsupported. Unsu- unsupported. Yeah, and women's, again, I'm not like yeah. super up with the FKTs and stuff, so like unsupported, self-supported, like I think I kind of know the difference, but uh maybe a little bit of clarification there would be, oh, uh, would be good. Yeah. Um so unsupported is you carry everything that you need with you from beginning to start and so no resupply um, no trail magic is accepted um, you can't have people um, hike with you that you arrange ahead of time like I mean I actually didn't meet anybody on the trail that hiked with me at all uh, but I mean I've I randomly you know met somebody they, that wouldn't have been a problem I guess um, yeah. but you can't prearrange anything gotcha. and you just yeah all of your gear and food 
um, you carry with you from beginning to start. And then self-supported would be if you like had food caches or yeah. you like went into town, things like that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. and that's what we did on the winter one because gotcha. we couldn't we couldn't carry like three weeks, four weeks of food with us um, yeah. <laughs> on top on top of the gear. Um, we would have died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so I can yeah, imagine. so that's the difference. Yeah. So on that on that second diuretisma, um so you, you pretty much, like, blew your other one, like, out of the water. Can you mm-hmm. just kind of, like, tell me that story, like, a little bit more in depth? Because, you know, you, you went through the first one and, you know, what you would have done differently and, and, and things like that. But um, I kind of want to hear what it was like to actually, like, set that record and, and, like, crush your time like that. It was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes without saying. <laughs> Um, uh, so I knew I I was kind of looking at my husband's schedule for like the nine days and stuff. So at first I was a little behind him and I'm like, ah, um, (laughs) but I was like, I need to let that go. You know, I can't, I can't beat his time, whatever. Um, and, um, I just tried to, um, sleep enough that I wouldn't, and especially the first couple days, like try to sleep enough and eat enough. And not like kill myself in the first couple days because the backpack is heavier and um, you're just starting. And um, uh, yeah, then um, I, st- I felt pretty strong. And um, just towards like the end of it, like the backpack's lighter and I still felt pretty strong. It was really the sleeping because then I started to cut down on my sleeping. I'm like, all right, let's push it, let's push it. And like every night I would just kind of hike until I it didn't make sense for me to keep walking because I was going so slow mm-hmm. that it would make sense for me to just go to sleep and then wake up you know with more energy and like you know that's when you walk literally like walking yourself like to the point of exhaustion like that that's kind of so yeah it's it, you know it's like all right now I'm walking on the flats like I'm walking like a mile an hour or something mm-hmm. and you're like okay this is not efficient like it's better for me to just go to sleep and then and then to keep going and then towards the end when i realized i could do it under 9 days i just kept going um and but then like it it was like my body was fine it was really i needed sleep so it was hard for me to keep my eyes open and you know when you get tired and you start like rubbing your eyes that's what yeah. i was doing a lot and yeah. i'm like okay, I really need to sleep. So I would take like little cat naps, like, you know, 10 minutes or something. And then I'd feel a little bit better and I'd keep going. And then um, I hit the really bad weather on the uh, uh, presidentials. And oh. I was like, uh, all right, I gotta, I gotta keep going. Um, and there was really no place to really sleep. And I'm like, all right, I can't stop now. I want to make it under the nine days. So uh, I, but I also didn't want to be stupid. So, um, I did, I did keep going because I knew like, this was the difference between the first and the second time that I had the knowledge of the trails that I was on. Yeah. And even, you know, even though it was completely f- socked in and, and it was dark and it was gusting, um, I still kind of <laughs> knew where I was going. Right, right. <laughs> so Thankfully. I was like, uh, like, all right, I know this trail. I know it's not gonna get like i'm not gonna get to a steep drop off um and and i used i did use the gut hook app to keep me kind of in the right direction for like a little section near um just um below madison yep uh and i just kept checking and checking that i wasn't you know doing anything dangerous um so uh so there was that push to keep going and 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 the lack of sleep um, I was very, I was much more efficient with like eating and all that stuff. Um, and then that last, I mean, both times the Kilkenny Ridge Trail just killed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last time I was so sleep deprived at that point that, um, I would just, I just, I was walking and I just wanted to sit down and sleep. And I was like, no, I got to eat something. So, but then every time I ate something, I stopped and I wanted to sit down and close my eyes. And I'm like, all right. I'll close my eyes for just a few seconds. Oh, no, 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 no. Now I got to keep going. Got to keep going. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, keep going. Keep going. So, and then it's like, now I got to eat something and stop for a little bit. All right. No, got to keep going. Can't sit down. Um, and then my light was dying and it was just like that last, I was going so slow. 
Um, but I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep because I wouldn't make it under the nine days. So yeah, <laughs> it's just like, it was really like a, like a quarter mile seemed like an eternity to me. It's like, I can't make it. I can't go another quarter mile. <laughs> it's I can't do it. No. And then you still get up. It's like, it's very interesting how you just, you just still keep going when that willpower is there, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, 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 no. Just keep going. But I don't want to. No, you keep going. <laughs> can't sleep now. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, it was, yeah, and I guess, like, uh, my, my lights were dying towards the end, so that was interesting. That's, um, yeah, <laughs> gonna need those. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was, I think I wrote that in my write-up, too, it was like, I, I ended up using my, my phone as my flashlight. It's like wow. a, high, a highlight of my, my hiking career. Yeah, yeah, you're that person that's using your phone as your light. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was pretty funny. What did, what were the reactions from other hikers like that were kind of passing you? Because obviously, I'm most of them didn't know what you were doing. Like, and just I'm just trying to picture like from your description the state that you were in, especially towards the end there. Like, uh, you must have gotten some some bizarre looks, or maybe even a couple like uh, <laughs> like should well, we help this yeah, this poor lady? <laughs> when I when I went up Wombach, you know, it was uh, actually during the day. And, um, and it was super warm, but it was, I was a little later in the day and it was actually pretty busy. So a lot of people were coming down and they were like, Oh, you're almost there. You can make it. It's not that far anymore. You'll be all right. <laughs> and you're like, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> like I have, you have no idea, indeed. So, and I'm like, and I'm also like, I'm wearing, I'm like, in my, like, I just have my sports bra and my tattered shorts on because it's so hot. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really funny to be, oh, you'll be okay. You'll make, you're almost there. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I didn't, so funny. didn't look so, uh, didn't look so good. No. And then how about when you finally finished that, that first time you got back down to the car and, and got back home and were able to like get some sleep and some, some real food and stuff. Like this is such like a, I feel like this is such like a generic question, but like, I just got to ask, like after putting yourself through hell like that for, for so many days, like what was it like, like when you finally finished and, and accomplished that goal? Um, I felt really, um, proud of myself. Um, and I mean, I was sleep deprived. My body wasn't hurting as much, um, as the first time. Uh, the first time I got, couldn't even sleep because my legs were just so in pain. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really, ne- I've never had that since, uh, or, you know, that was very interesting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I felt extremely strong and proud of myself. Um, so, um, so that was very cool. Like I accomplished what I'd set out and I beat my own expectations. That was, right. it was, yeah, very, yeah, it was true. yeah. So that was very, very cool. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I basically was out of it for a few days and like I had blisters, um, uh, because that last section, well, that last day it had been so hot. And then there's that roadwalk from Jefferson to Wombach. So it's hot and it's a roadwalk. Um, uh, so that's never a good, um, uh, recipe, you know, for, um, yeah, feet, yeah. for your feet. So I, my, I, got, I started to get blisters and I actually got blisters on my hands from my trekking poles. So all that and my feet were swollen. So they were really tender, um, after I was done. Uh, so it was, I was kind of hobbling around in that way. Otherwise, like my body was, was fine, uh, but definitely swollen feet. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like, uh, spirit, yeah, like I, I mentally, I felt really, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was very cool. I was very happy with it and I felt very proud of, of that, you know, that I had done it. Um, yeah, so that was very neat. And, you know, it's kind of, it would be kind of nice to always have that, um, feeling, but unfortunately that kind of fades. Of course, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was, I was super stoked. I was very excited. And how about, like, when you finished, did you know that you were going to eventually end up doing a third one, too? Was that on the horizon yet, or was that just, like, completely not a possibility whatsoever? No, we hadn't. I hadn't really. I I was like, never, ever again. Plus, uh, I mean, I also said never again because I knew that I, I, like, maybe, like, if if weather had been even more ideal, you know, like, I hit some (laughs) weather, but it wasn't that crazy, you know, like... Maybe I could shave off a half a day. Oh my god, it never ends. 
No, no, I'm no, I'm not going there. Like, I know, like I can't really with my abilities. I can't really go that much faster. So I don't, I don't see the use of doing it again for me in summer because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, uh, so I was like, nah, never again. Um, and and like my husband and I, we've been trying to figure out how we came up with this winter one idea um, and and why. So that's um, kind of where I was going next. <laughs> I was going to say like, why like, did you why? want to do the camp in the winter? Like, how did that come about? You know. Um, I think. I think we were, uh, oh, I think it might have started because people were like, oh, we should do one together because he, he went out and did another one and then beat my time by not that much, really. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> According to you. <laughs> no, like he's so much faster. So he still wants to go back out because he still knows he can go faster. Uh, but he did go under, um, I don't know, he, several hours faster than what I did. Mm-hmm. Um and I think people were like, oh, you should do one together. And we're like, no, our paces are so different and our hiking styles are so different. Like it wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense for like a time, you know, for a fastest known time. And it's like, it's, and it wouldn't really be a whole lot of fun for us, uh, because we would be so far apart, uh, in, 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 in pace. And, uh, right. and I think maybe he came up with the idea that we could do a winter one and like <laughs> it had never been done before. And we're both long distance hikers and we have done camping in cold temperatures. We hadn't done a lot of camping with actual snow on the ground all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it'd be an adventure and we could, you know, it was a challenge. Like, could we do it? Is it possible? I don't know. Um, so then that kind of like became an idea and then we were like, hmm, let's look at like, how would we do it? And, uh, we're like, well, it would, it would, oh, and oh, this is, this was the joke that he kept saying to me like, oh, well, it became a joke on the hike. It will, we would only hike from nine to five and we'd only do 10 mile days. It won't be as hard as the, um, single season winter one that we did where we were trying to, well, we were low on time and had to do really long days. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, like every night we would come out like, well, winter hiking, you always come out with a headlamp. Well, most <laughs> of the time. Uh, but you know, it wouldn't be like where, where I'd get back, you know, in camp, like and pushing myself every day. It would be much easier that way. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, that, that, <laughs> that wasn't true. Um, but that's what he said, you know, easy nine to five days, easy. Um, so, um, yeah, so we came up with a plan and we're like, well, so if we do 10 miles a day, um, how long is it going to take us? And so we figured somewhere between, I guess, 20 to 30 days is what we thought, I think. And, uh, we're like, all right, so we'll do it self-supported and we'll, um, do some resupplies along the way because once we figured out how heavy our packs were going to be with all of the gear... We were like, we don't want to carry more than four days of food. It's just, it's going to break our backs. It's, it's going to be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of divvied it up in like, you know, three to four day segments. And, um, and then once we figured out that we wanted to do it, um, we also came, oh, we also came up with a different route because he figured, uh, you need a good weather forecast for the, um, uh, presidentials. And you you can't predict that very far. Uh, I was gonna ahead I was gonna time. ask you that next actually how yeah. you would deal with that you know during the winter. Yeah. So um, so he was like, well, once we have a good weather forecast for the presidentials, we're gonna go and and we'll start with that. And uh, we got lucky that December twenty second the weather was decent, but it wasn't like we needed kind of like two days in a row for the presidentials because we wanted to include isolation with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we, uh, we were at, at Crawford Notch and we're like, ah, oh, it doesn't look good enough for two days in a row. Let's do, um, Tomfield and Willie right here. Uh, you know, because we're right here and, and that's the same trailhead. So that we did that as a day hike and encamped, you know, that, um, that day. And then, uh, we went up, uh, and did the Southern Prezies the next day, including isolation and, um, uh, then it was very windy in the afternoon. So we, we made it off the ridge, um, like just in time, um, got a little, a little sketchy for a little bit there. Um, but, um, uh, and then we had to wait in our tent the next day, the entire day, because it was too windy Wow. to, um, but we can't, we, we took extra food because we were like, yeah, it might take us a little extra because of the forecast. 
Um, and uh, then the next day on Christmas Day, we did the Northern Prezies in Washington. And but that was uh, he's like, we got to start with the presidentials because you can't predict that, and you otherwise you might end up having to wait a week, yeah. you know, for a weather window on the Prezies. So, um, so that's why we, we, uh, changed up the route, um, for that. Um, so it's almost like you guys were kind of hopping around a little bit more for this one. Uh, we basically did a circle, I guess. We did two circles or something. I don't but, know. The, but the whole yeah. time you were still on foot, you didn't. Oh, yeah. N- yeah. Damn, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, um, we, um, we did the Prezies and then the Wildcats, and then we had skis. Uh, we, we had stashed skis in near Gorham and then did skied up to Jefferson and, and um, <laughs> uh, I mean, um, Jefferson Town. So we did Wombeck and, and Cabot that way. And then we skied over to Crawford and then we did the rest of it. So that first thing was like a, a, a circle, basically, loop thing. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So how much time uh, did it end up taking you, the winter one? Um, I think it's 29 days and four hours, something like that. So let me ask yeah. you this. What was more challenging, doing setting the time record during the summer or, you know, no time record, but just doing it during, like, the winter, I guess, if that makes sense? Um, so, yeah, the winter one, I think, was harder uh, because we uh, uh, spent 22 nights camping in a tent in winter, <laughs> and you know, like we spent a, co- a few nights we had in a shelter, and then I think one night in a mo- in a motel. Uh, but yeah, and we also were out for two weeks without a day off. Uh, Damn. We, yeah. So I mean, we we had a few shorter days in there uh, because of weather. Uh, but it's just, it's towards the end. We just wanted, we just wanted to be done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we had one night where it, it had snowed on us a ton and, um, towards the end. So, uh, which makes it actually snows a, a good insulator. So we got, we were really warm that night, which meant mm-hmm. that there was a lot of condensation going on in the tent. And then our sleeping bags got, um, quite damp. And then we had two more nights to go after that, and we're setting up our tent, and our bags are slightly damp, and they're down, so they're not as warm as they should be, and it got a bit colder. So the last two mm. nights, we, were, we weren't we were cold, but we could feel a little bit of chill, and, and, and we'd also started to get up earlier to try to beat the winds, and, um, you know, so, so the 9 to 5 uh, story definitely wasn't happening. It's like, oh, let's get up at 3. <laughs> So we can start at four in another snowstorm in the dark, going uphill with the full <laughs> backpack on and negotiate this frozen waterfall thing next to the, oh on the Garfield Ridge with your ice axe. And yay. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, towards the end, we're like, OK, yeah, um, let yeah, we're ready for something else now. Um, yeah. But we were we were super stoked that we were actually able to complete it, um, which you know we we weren't. I wasn't sure. I was you know. A, you've got the weather, like we got right. Right. You have to have a little yeah. bit of luck in that regard yeah. to be able to complete something like this. Yeah. So it hadn't been all that cold. Like we had a ton of like gray days, which wasn't all that um, you know uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it's snowing again! Yay! Yeah. Um, I think I think Rich said, um, Rich, my husband, uh, that we had snow about what sixty five percent of the time. Uh, Damn! Like coming... it was actively snowing, like yeah. on you, like wow. Yeah, yeah. So that that gets old pretty quick. Um, uh, so so in that that was a little, um, like, yeah, not not so. Um, uplifting uh but it, it was never the, the only the last few days it got really cold um and um so we were pretty lucky we, we actually like we had one day that it was like spring-like temperatures and which was good and not good like at least it it was raining at some point when we went up to the hancocks and so we got wet but it was warm enough so at least it, we were just wearing our base layers with our rain gear so it was okay i guess yeah. it was just miserable um uh and then like a lot of the we did have to change our route uh because of the the rain and the hot the warm temperatures it was melting the snow so some of the rivers the water was um rising so after the hancocks we had planned to do owl's head 
But we're like, we're, there's no way we're going to be able to afford that stream right now. And the snow bridge is probably melted out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to change that out and, um, and, and changed our route and, and then ended up doing it from the backside um, uh, from 13 Falls. So, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, like crawling into a frozen tent with semi-frozen um, sleeping bags. And um, I, I didn't know that it, a self-inflatable sleeping pad could freeze, but it can. <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah. That's so incredible. Like, yeah, I, I so. kind of thought you were going to. You were going to say that was the harder one, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. You never know. They're both really freaking difficult, obviously. Like, that just that yeah. blows my mind, honestly. I cannot even imagine dealing with – I mean, I can't imagine doing either one, but it's easier for me to imagine the uh, the summer one, even mm-hmm. at a fast pace like that, because it's just like gritting your teeth, right? But like, yeah. oh man, to be dealing with the temperatures and the weather like that for that many days like that's yeah. just that's incredible how often were you guys because you said it was snowing a lot how often were you guys like actively breaking trail versus hiking on some trail that had been like packed down previously um i haven't really looked at that but there was always sections of trail like you know because you you do go because you're doing all these traverses Mm-hmm. So there's always like a section of trail in a day that's not broken out. Like the sleepers had been previously traveled, but we still had to break trail even though it wasn't yeah. snowing that day. Uh, like from uh, Middle Carter to Imp Trail, that was a really hard one. Um, not the Imp Trail, to the Imp Shelter. There was a ton of snow to break through and that snow drifts and all that. Um, so I don't really know the percentage, but there, there was quite a bit of it. Like every single day, there was some of it that hadn't been broken or we're out there and we're, you know, oh, and like to Kumsey, like, you know, you go up and that trail's broken out, but you go down to the other side to Tripoli Road and nobody hikes that section. Yeah. So that's breaking, you know, and then going up, um, the Osceola's from the backside, nobody hikes that. So there was, a, I think every day we had a, a section that wasn't broken. So um, incredible. What yeah. about um? What about the? I know you said the temperatures weren't too bad until the end. I think I heard there, but um, what was like the coldest temperature you guys saw um at night while you're trying to sleep? Oh, I don't know. I'm really bad with that stuff. <laughs> uh, well, I, might, I guess well, yeah, you well, wouldn't well, be like Rich, sitting out there with a freaking <laughs> thermometer, but well, just Rich, <laughs> Rich actually brought a thermometer, like a little guy okay, with okay. him, and 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 after after seeing that, like uh, for three nights in a row, it was twenty degrees at night. He's like, "Oh, it's broken." Um, so <laughs> that didn't work anymore. Damn. <laughs> so uh, no, it, it was it was it was. Uh, I think the last couple nights it was colder than that. So um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, but we, yeah, I mean, we did, we, we had, you know, we, we did, uh, well, we did a disastrous practice hike in early December where we realized, no, the three season tent was not going to work. And, uh, yeah, if you're breaking trail, um, uh, you know, after a deep snow, um, on a, it, it's going to be a lot slower. Uh, there's some other stuff that we were like, oh, okay, we got to, we got to change some things. Um, yeah. Uh, we bought a uh, we bought a four season tent, so we were um, uh, we had we were well prepared for that, and we had our, our really warm sleeping bags. So so we did have all the gear to keep us warm at night. We were never cold, and Rich was really sweet. He made me a warm a hot water bottle for my sleeping bag every night, and um, so so we were comfortable at night. I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's good to hear. Um, I haven't really ever hiked in the White Star in the winter. I, I'm not too much of a winter hiker, but Me um, neither. <laughs> well, you say that. I <laughs> maybe you don't like it as much, but uh, I I would say that you are solidly a winter hiker, um, purely based off of this experience. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so incredible. What was it like experiencing trails that you were so uh, familiar with in like such a different setting like this, I guess. So I know you've done some stuff in the winter before, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, just doing them all at once for that many days straight is obviously something very unique. And I'm just kind of curious what it, yeah, what it's like going back and and doing this stuff that you're familiar with um, in such a different setting. Yeah. Um, It's really, um, it's kind of fun. Actually, like, uh, Last winter, there was so much snow in March that, like, we got, you know, oh, so that's when we did the single season one, uh, but just as day hikes. And that one was really cool where 
we had views where we normally don't have views, like from Zealand, like the summit sign <laughs> of Zealand was below a snowdrift. Oh, and wow. <laughs> um, so, so I think last year, that winter was actually more impactful with seeing how different it was. And then this year, like um, some of the comparing that to last year's winter conditions sure. uh, was very interesting that some of it was harder and some of it was a lot easier, uh, like going... Um, uh, oh, and then comparing it to our disastrous uh, little prep hike, where we were going like a quarter mile an hour up to Garfield from Skookumchuck direction, because nobody had broken a trail it had dumped on us. And we were like, holy crap, we might not be able to do this if it's like this. Yeah. But then the actual winter season starts, and then people are actually hiking, you know, the for their grid or their, win, their, their winter um, 48 or whatever. So more trails were broken out at that point. Um, but it is, it's, it's, I was always like, oh, the grid, I don't understand why people are doing that. Um, but it is interesting to compare the differences per winter, even like, you know, yeah. uh, like you'll have views where you normally don't have views, um, uh, which is very cool. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. See, I, again, not much of a winter hiker. So I, I didn't even think about comparing winter to winter, but that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. You, you're kind of got, getting me, uh, thinking here. So, yeah, that's like, awesome. in, I mean, in March last year, like, we had an amazing view all the way over to Carter's, like, Carter Dome. We could see the presidentials. It was amazing. Wow. And, like, normally from Carter Dome, you have no view or you have, like, that little view, but there's not much there. And, like, For yeah. For White Mountain standards, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was, it, it, it's, it, it really changes, changes the, yeah, your views and stuff. Um, so that's cool. Uh, that's... Ladders, you know, ladders under ice or snow, it's, it, that's quite interesting sometimes, <laughs> like iced over ladders. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and you get whacked in the face a lot more, especially like that was last, uh, the last winter where it, with, with the tall snow banks, you just, you just, it feels like bushwhacking. We started wearing safety goggles last year, uh, cause wow. we just got whacked in the face all the time. And then this year it wasn't so bad, but also it was a lot earlier in the year. So mm -hmm. who knows what March is going to look like this year. <laughs> yeah. You never know, especially after all this freaking snow we just got. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think we should do a story now. So we're kind of at the end of the episode. This flew by like always, it, these always fly by. I don't know why I'm surprised. Like I shouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of gave you a half-assed heads up before we started recording. I forgot to give you a, an actual heads up. So I apologize for that. But, um, through, you know, through all the thousands of miles that you've hiked, um, I'm, I'm hoping there's, there's a story that you can come up with here and, and uh, share with with everybody now that we're at the end of the episode is that is that doable is that doable um, did, so did you it, have a chance just a, a hiking story or just a funny thing that happened or any so so the way i always like put it to people is let's say you're sitting at like a bar or like around a campfire with someone who's not a very experienced hiker and they say what's like your best or craziest story that's ever happened to you whatever like that go-to story would be or one of those go-to stories if you have more than one that's what i'm kind of looking for if that makes sense okay uh hmm. and you can take a second you can take a second because again i forgot <laughs> yeah yeah no worries um i don't know i think like it's a we could do a funny story yeah sure uh, how how my husband picked how my husband and i met yeah, that'd be um, oh, that'd be awesome. That that'd be great. Yes, let's let's hear that one. So, um, so I'm hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail in 07 as a preparation for my Pacific Northwest Trail, and I get to Tuolumne Meadows, which was my endpoint, and I'm uh, planning on hitchhiking to Glacier National Park, and um, to start the Pacific Northwest Trail in Glacier. Mm -hmm. And it happens to be that my, uh, that, um, Greenleaf, my uh, now husband, Rich, um, he had, was hiking the PCT and he got bored because he was going too fast and, um, uh, he got in the head and he was already in Tahoe because he had skipped some of the Sierra at that point. No, some of the desert. And, um, so he had rented a car in Tahoe and had driven back to, um, Yosemite to just hang out with some friends, kill some time, and, and, you know, give friends some time to catch up to him and then hike mm -hmm. with them again. So he's got a rental car, and, and I need a ride. 
and uh, we had never met before, but you know, like, oh, he's a he's a hiker. I asked some other hikers, oh, can I trust him? And they're like, oh yeah, he's good as gold. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so I'm at this picnic table, and he's like, well, I guess I could give you a ride. And so so um, he gave me a ride all the way to Glacier, and we had a lot of fun. And um, and then we stayed in touch, and we both quit our hikes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, he was on the phone, pay phones at that point still. And he's like, oh, when are you going to come home? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh. And so um, I quit <laughs> and I, I went and, and, and I ended up in Tingsboro, Mass. And so now we always joke about how he picked me up on the side of the road. And uh, yeah, like, like I would. Yeah. So anyways, that's awesome. A, a short story. That's awesome. I I just put out a, a video on my YouTube channel talking about hitchhiking. Oh. And, uh, you know, as I'm sure you know, the perception is that it's super dangerous and all this stuff, which, I mean, oh. is, is fair if you're not a experienced hiker and stuff. But I, I just think uh, I kind of wish I had done this interview before I made the video so I could have included, <laughs> like, maybe you'll even mute your future spouse. So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. it's possible. It's definitely possible. Well, this was super fun. Again, it, it's great to, to hear about the Whites. It's been a while, and I'm sure a lot of people were looking forward to that. And, um, I mean, your story is so incredible. There's very few people, as you know, that have done what you've done, you know, not just in the Whites, but just anywhere, like, hiking-wise. Like, it's it's absolutely incredible. So this was, uh, this was great. Thank you so much yeah. for taking the time. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was fun. Let's do it again soon. And with that said, uh, I think that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good one. Mm -hmm.